This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. Thanks to the Checkpoint team for keeping us updated on what's been happening in the gaming world. I'm Emmanuel and I'll be keeping you company until 5pm today. Joining me to talk all things pets and animals is Dr. Alan Bolton, General Manager of Veterinary Services at the Lost Dogs Home. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you. So what's been happening at the home lately? We've been pretty busy. We're going to talk about Maddie, which is our new desexing van, which has been out and about in various locations around Melbourne. I guess that's the main thing. Yep, it's pretty exciting. Um, I adopted a kitten recently. It's pretty exciting news for me. How old? <laughs> uh, she's three months. Okay. Um, little um, tabby little tabby girl mm-hmm. um pretty crazy running around a lot and being extremely annoying but very cute that's a really fun age i got a kitten this year as well but i didn't intend to get one my emmanuel my partner um we'd been talking about getting one and i'd said no 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 because we already have one cat and he waited until one day i wasn't at work i was off at a meeting and he went in and i came home to a white kitten but it's all worked out really well oh that's get good. On well so and gets along with all your other other animals and it does we have a house full anyway last <laughs> july we gave you an update on the home's mobile pet care unit which was undergoing a bit of a makeover the unit's called maddie which stands for microchipping adoption desexing and information Maddie was only made possible by the generous support of our donors and a grant from the Department of Environmental Environment and Primary Industries. Maddie's transformation has been many months in the making and we have some very exciting news to share on today's show, so stay tuned for that. And Maddie is just one piece of a much larger puzzle to reduce the numbers of unwanted kittens being born into our community and to also improve the well-being of pet cats. Anyone who owns a cat can tell you that they all have uh, the qualities of a loving family companion. According to research conducted by Roy Morgan Research, published in 2015, 23% of Australian households own a cat, with cats being the second most popular pet option after dogs. Sadly, though, cat welfare and the number of homeless cats in our community are constant challenges for animal welfare groups across the country. As well as providing a number of health and behavioural benefits to the individual animal, desexing also plays an important role in this bigger picture. Uh, if they aren't desexed, cats can start breeding from as young as four to six months of age. Some unplanned litters will end up in animal shelters or pounds, while others will be abandoned and left to face life on the streets. Desexing your pets will ensure they will never contribute to the high number of companion animals without a home. On today's edition of Pets Allowed, we're going to take a cl- closer look at the welfare of our feline friends and why desexing plays such an important part in this. Here's what's coming up. You'll hear from Kerry Thompson, CEO of the Lost Dogs Home, about the home's mobile pet care unit, Maddie, and how it's going to change the lives of pet cats across Victoria. As you've just heard, Dr Alan Bolton is in the house, um, and he's going to explain what desexing involves and why it's good for our pets' health and behaviour. And when it comes to desexing myths, we've just heard about them. We've just about had them all. We're going to set the record straight and debunk some of the most common desexing myths. And if you're looking for something to make you feel all warm and fuzzy, stay tuned for an update from the new owner of Red Phoenix, a charismatic cat who spent more than 240 days up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. 
90% of all lost, stray and abandoned cats who come into the care of the lost dogs home each year aren't desexed. Even though we know that those who are desexed live healthier lives and don't produce accidental litters that add to the thousands of cats that we see in shelters each year. That's why we're rolling out our mobile pet care Winnebago around town, performing high-volume, low-cost cat and, de-se- cat and kitten desexing surgeries to those who need it most. It's one piece of the puzzle that will help us reduce the numbers year-on-year year and a move that will improve the well-being of pet cats, preventing thousands of unwanted litters. Together with participating councils, we aim to support more cat owners to desex their pets. We understand the cost of desexing can mean months of saving for some cat owners. That's why we're making it more accessible to help those who we know love their cat but struggle to afford the desexing fee. Desex cats are less likely to stray or contribute to Melbourne's large population of unowned and wild cats. They're also generally healthier and less likely to exhibit nuisance behaviours. We can now travel easily to communities across the state with our mobile vet team able to desex up to 25 cats per day. To kick off, the home partnered with Wyndham City Council, which subsidised the cost of the surgery, microchipping and a year's free registration to their residents. This event took place earlier in the week with cat owners paying a fat, flat fee of $50 with additional discounts for concession card holders. This event has already passed, but there are others coming up around Melbourne, and we'll tell you more about those later on during our dog date segment. So stay tuned. And our next news item is about Casper, the perfect pet and playmate. So Casper, um, who was formerly known as Bryce, uh, was available for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home. He waited more than 200 days to find a new family. He spent months up for adoption at our Camp Aspie shelter before he made the sea change to our North Melbourne shelter. But as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait. In the final days of our 2016 Adopt-a-thon, Andrea and her children visited our North Melbourne shelter to meet the adoptable cats. Though she didn't exactly expect to actually adopt on the day, Casper stole her heart and those plans soon changed. Two weeks on, Andrea sent us an update on Casper, who is most definitely adopted and adored. Here's what she had to say. Casper was the one cat who stretched up onto the glass and showed interest in the kids as soon as we entered. There was something about his eyes that had me sold the moment we saw him. In so many ways, I am so sure he decided that day we were the family for him. It was certainly a case of him choosing us. It's only been a couple of weeks, but we can't really remember life before Casper. He has settled in so easily, escaping the kids like a pro when he needs some quiet time and being adorably smoochy. He is curious and loves exploring. We find him in cupboards all over the house, but his favourite spot is my bed. Casper wasn't sure about our dog Winnie at first, but as Winnie is inside a lot of the time, they got over the initial trepidation quickly and are great little buds now. Casper is super playful, and he has us in fits of laughter when he plays with his toys. As our first cat, I'm not sure if his ability to pick up his mouse toy with his claw, like a hand, is unique to him or all cats. We think he's quite clever indeed. It's hilarious to watch him rolling around with his toys, even more so watching him stalk and pounce on them from a distance. Above all else, he loves a belly and a a chin scratch, and will follow you around vocally expressing his needs, forcing you to meet them pronto. His eyes tell a story. Whilst we don't know exactly where he's been or what mischief he's found himself in, in the past, you can see that he knows how to love and that makes him a very special boy and the perfect cat for our home. We spent two hours at the shelter meeting several cats and kittens, really wanting to be certain we were finding the very best match for our home. The shelter staff and volunteers were amazingly patient and imparted as much information as they could on all the cats and kittens we met. As a total cat novice, I really relied on their knowledge to find a great fit. All of the cats and kittens looked happy. You can see they will happily move on to any new home without much issue at all, largely thanks to the tireless time spent by staff and volunteers cuddling and caring for each and everyone. We'd love to give a big shout out to the wonderful shelter staff and volunteers. 
you can see they genuinely love the role they play in caring for animals. The delight across their faces when we decided Casper was, was for us was so heartwarming. It made the adoption process feel really right. We've been spreading the word far and wide. Thank you, Lost Dogs Home. Your devotion to animal welfare certainly hasn't gone unnoticed. This week's Pet of the Week. Are you looking for a cuddle buddy? Adoptable cat Christy would love to curl up with you on the couch during these cold days. Christy's a really smoochy cat. She's looking for a home with an endless supply of pets and cuddles. Christy thrives on attention and wants to be the centre of your world. With her friendly nature, Christy will make a wonderful pet for pretty much any type of family. More people in the family just means there are more people for her to cuddle. She isn't really fond of other cats, so she'll need to be the only feline in her new home. And also, she's a white cat, and because of this, she's much better living indoors just to protect her light features from the sun. As you know by now... Christy really enjoys cuddle time. If you want to see for yourself, we've posted her on our Facebook page of her snuggling with some of our cat enrichment volunteers. Just jump onto Facebook and search The Lost Dogs Home and you'll find it in the video section on the left-hand side of the page. Christy's ID number is 1007712. She's one year, two months old. She's a white domestic shorter, like we've said. And she's at our North Melbourne shelter. Um, you can contact the shelter on 9329 2755 or visit in person at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne. If you're looking to adopt from the Lost Dogs Home, please do give the shelter a call before you pop in, just to make sure the animal you're interested in is still available at the time and isn't already going through the adoption process with another family. The Lost Dogs Home's new mobile pet care service has rolled into town. Up next, you'll hear from the home CEO, Kerry Thompson, about the service and how it's set to improve the lives of thousands of cats. Pets allowed on Joy 94.9. We're thrilled to open an exciting new chapter in the history of the Lost Dogs Home, one that is set to improve the lives of thousands of pet cats. Our new mobile pet care service has arrived and is ready to offer low-cost cat desexing to those who need it the most. The service is called MADI, which stands for Microchipping, Adoption, Desexing and Information. Joining us on the phone to tell us more is Kerry Thompson, CEO at the Lost Dogs Home. Kerry, welcome to Pets Aloud. Hi, how are you this morning? Very well. How are you going, Kerry? I'm great. That's good. So I just heard you introduce Maddie. So do you want me to um, just give you some background? Yes, please. We'll ask you a couple of quick questions. Um, and All right. Give us a few answers. So can we start with, um, can you tell us what, uh, basically tell us what Maddie's about and what it is? Okay, Maddie is uh, a mobile desexing service, as as you mentioned. It's also the market. It's the microchipping, adoption, desexing, and information. So it's a, it's a mobile um, uh, Winnebago. It's been originally it was uh, it's been refitted as a, a veterinary surgeon, so that it can go around um, Melbourne and do low cost desexing for people that love their cats but just can't afford what's the normal cost for desexing. So with the partnership with councils, we're hoping to um, have desexing happening at about $50. So we launched it this week at Wyndham and it was totally booked out and up to yesterday they'd done 60 cats, desex 60 cats for families at $50 um, a cat. And Kerry, what would you say Maddie's main goals are? Um, Maddie... Hello, Alan. Hello, Kerry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 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 Maddie's main, main goal is to really... Um, it's it's a, a couple, Alan. It's community outreach. So we get out there and we talk to pet owners because quite often, you know, they may have... Uh, and if I focus on cats, they may have a, a pet cat, but they haven't had a microchip, so we'll have a chat to them in partnership with council. Some councils are going to offer the registration for the first year free. But it's also very much about what we call essential vet care. 
which is really around the de-sexing and the microchipping of their beloved pets. Um, and you see them come in with them, and you see they do love them, but they just haven't been able to afford it. And a lot of the community and residents don't understand that um, that their kitten can actually become, uh, at four months old, can become pregnant or reproduce. That's right. And um, how exactly is the low-cost mobile desexing program, how is it working at the moment? We had some trials. We tried it at North Melbourne and Cranbourne as shelters and um, very, very successful. People come to, um, to use it there. At Wyndham, I was out at the launch this week, and um, people book in for it, either via Facebook, website, give us a call through the council that might be um, partnering with us. And they book in their, their cash um, and come along. And honestly, they can pick their cat up in a couple of hours. And we, we provide information on the aftercare. And, um, and it's because it's in the community, they don't have to drive far. And as I said, we've had people turn up in the cat. Hasn't been microchipped or registered, and that's all happened on the, on, on the spot. We have um, one vet and a nurse, and up to 25 cats a day can be de-sexed. Which is great. And Kerry, can you tell us a little bit about how Maddie's been funded? Funded? Um, the state government provided a grant of 50000 to refit um, the Winnebago that we had. So that was fabulous to absolutely refit it. Um, so it's set up for surgery and can house our staff and the cats. And um, ongoing, it's through the Lost Dogs Home donations from its fantastic donors and supporters of the Lost Dogs Home together with contributions from councils. So councils, we've already got um, Hume and Darabin booked in. They will subsidise that cost so we can keep it at um, $50 a cat. So it's really through partnerships and we will be looking for other opportunities, whether that's corporate or sponsorship into the future as well. Okay, great. And finally, how are we able to keep Maddie on the road? Um, Maddie on the road... A mixture of absolutely dedication from our staff. I mean, they, they work incredible hours to get out there um, and um, and leave very early in the morning to get Maddie in location at those times. So they keep it running every day and do incredible hours and commitment to it. Funding-wise, it is very much through, the, through our generous donors that provide funding to us and to the Lost Dogs Home. So that money through the budget is going to help us with Maddie. And as I said, the councils also will contribute that money. But to keep money on the road each day operating, it's at least between $1,500 and $2,000. It will have ongoing costs to keep the vehicle uh, operating and functioning well. And of course, you know, all the costs of running vehicles on the road from insurance and petrol, again, we face those costs as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Kerry, for coming in to chat to us uh, about Maddie. It's very much appreciated. My pleasure. Okay, thanks, Kerry. Thanks, Kerry. Bye. See you at work. Bye. Bye. Maddie is making desexing more accessible and affordable to cat owners across Victoria. But what does desexing actually involve and why is it so important? Stay tuned to find out. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Each year, the Lost Dogs Home takes in around 12,500 lost and unwanted cats, and 90% of them aren't desexed. Alan, can you tell us why that percentage is actually so high? Look, I think it's because often cats are pets that people get without um, thinking too much about it. So maybe a kitten just wanders in or a cat just wanders into the yard and they start feeding it but they haven't really thought about it and actually taken ownership of it or it's pretty easy to get free kittens on on things like gumtree or just from friends or family um so 
you know, they people take on this little bundle of joy and they don't really realize because time just catch up, catches up with you. And by the time it's five, six months of, old, of age, it's all ready to have another litter. And so it sort of self-perpetuates. Yeah. And do you think it's much higher than dogs because cats breed so readily? Absolutely, because so cats more. breed much more quickly. Yeah. Um, and cats are, I guess, cats as a species are kind of more independent. So most people, if you've got a dog you spend more time with it it doesn't wander so much by itself whereas cats tend to be out and about doing what cats do so it just makes them more likely to breed i see so what what does the desexing procedure actually involve so desexing in cats is a really simple procedure um with boys it just means a quick anesthetic um a little incision they don't have any sutures um we give them antibiotics to cover them afterwards and give them a shot of painkillers but it's it's a really quick sort of five ten minute procedure um, with girls, it's a little bit more involved because the organs are actually in the abdomen. So we make a little incision, which often is in the midline, so in the belly. But sometimes, depending on where you train, we do it in the side. Um, we remove the ovaries and the uterus and then stitch them up. And again, we give them some pain relief, um, some antibiotics. And they generally, if they have stitches in, they need to come out about 10 days later. Um, and in a female cat, the whole procedure probably takes somewhere around 20 minutes for okay. most of it. And the, the male procedure is a little bit faster. Oh, yeah, so. it's much quicker. Yeah. Um, so how old does a cat or dog need to be before they can actually be desexed? Traditionally, people used to say, and vets used to say, that it was probably best to wait until they're about six months old. And a lot of people actually thought that it was a good idea that they had a litter beforehand. But I think that's mostly been disproven. It's not been shown to have any real benefits. Um, we desex kittens and puppies from eight weeks of age um, in the shelter because we want to get them out to their new homes as quickly as possible. But I think most vets would say that it's probably best to wait until after their final vaccination to make sure they're covered for all the diseases they need to be. So that can be anywhere between 12 and 16 weeks of age. And it's certainly, if you do it earlier, they just... Because everything's a game to a puppy or a kitten, they recover so much more quickly. Whereas if you wait until they're sort of a year old, it's much more of a surgical procedure. Okay, so the recovery time tends to be a little bit longer with... As the dog gets older. Absolutely. And, um, you know, with puppies and kittens, we heard Carrie talking earlier. We can, In Maddie, we can get those those cats in and out within a couple of hours. Um, they'll be a little bit groggy maybe when they go home, and we recommend that people keep them indoors for the first 24 hours. But by the next morning, in the vast majority of cases, they'll be completely back to normal. And what are, um, what are some of the health benefits of desexing a pet animal? I guess there are a few. Um, certainly there's a disease called FIV, which is similar to HIV. Um, and cats get that by wandering and fighting and mating. So if they're desexed, the, re- the risk of that is much, much reduced. And that's a, de- a chronic disease that can make them ill later on. Um, it also protects against mammary cancer, so breast cancer in female cats. And I guess breeding constantly, you know, if, if a cat is having two litters of kittens a year, um, every year, year in, year out, that puts a real strain on their system. And they just, entire cats just don't have the same lifespan as neutered pet cats who live in a home and are looked after. And adding to that, are there also um, behavioural benefits from desexing an animal? Absolutely. So cats and dogs have a really strong urge to mate and so they wander um, they fight so if they're desexed they tend to be they're still territorial but they're not out and about um, calling getting into fights which has a knock-on effect because those cats it's you know a lot of those cats that are wandering end up being hit by cars they get abscesses so as well as behavioral benefits there are sort of very definite health benefits 
Great. Thanks, Alan. Um, if you have any f other further questions about desexing or you want to have your pet desexed, obviously you'll need to speak to your vet. So you can make an appointment at our Frank Samways Vet Clinic by calling 9329-2755 or by visiting in person at One Boundary Road, North Melbourne. From the slight inaccuracies to the completely bizarre, we've heard a lot of myths about desexing. The fact is that most of them just simply aren't true. Up next, we're going to bust some of the most common myths about desexing with Dr. Alan Bolton. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. There are lots of reasons why desexing is important. It can have various health and, and behavioural benefits on the animal, and it also prevents them from producing unwanted litters that would otherwise contribute to the already high population of homeless cats and kittens. When it comes to desexing myths, we've just about heard them all, and we want to set the record straight. Dr. Allen is in the house and ready to debunk some of the most common myths about desexing. So let's go through them. Myth one, desexing will change my pet's personality. What do you think about that, Alan? Look, I think there is there's no doubt that desexing your pet will change its personality, but it's generally for the better. So they make it, they're less likely to wander, they're calmer, we see less sort of aggression problems, um, less territorial issues. So they just generally most of us when we're talking about dogs and cats, we're looking for a family pet and a desexed animal is a much easier and much happier animal to keep to keep as a family pet. Uh, myth two, my pet can't be desexed until it's six months old. This is advice that veterinary surgeons used to give going back maybe sort of 15, 20 years. And I think in general, it's accepted that that's not really necessary anymore. Certainly in terms of health benefits for your pets, the earlier they're desexed, the better. Um, and in, if they're done as juveniles, it's a much easier procedure, a much quicker procedure, and they recover much more quickly. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, in the shelter, we desex our cats and kittens, for, our kittens and puppies from eight weeks old. But if it's a puppy that you've, you've got from elsewhere, from a breeder or whatever, we generally recommend that you wait until they've had their second vaccination and they're fully protected. So that's, that's generally somewhere between 12 and 16 weeks of age. What was the reasoning behind waiting for six, six months? Um, I think people just thought that it was, it was really just it was better to let them grow up. Um, I guess with the other issue would be if you go back sort of 20, 30 years, anesthetics weren't so safe. And yeah. there's, it's a much riskier anesthetic in a 700 kilo kitten back in the day than it is in a sort of three, four kilo cat. Um, but the actual drugs have got better. And I think, you know, once we've learned the technical skills to do it, which isn't something that was taught widely back in, you know, 10 even even now, vet students aren't really taught how to desex tiny kittens. Um, so it was just it was partly operational, and it was just something that we'd always done. Myth three: females need to have at least one litter to stay healthy. This has been absolutely debunked many many years ago. Um, if you desex your female dog before she has her first season, she will almost absolutely 100% not get breast cancer later on. Whereas if you leave it until a year old or she has a litter, there is a chance of that. And the longer you leave it after that, the greater the, the risk is. Um, there's been shown to be no health benefits um, for ha having a litter before they're desexed. And there are reasonable risks involved with, ha with, a, with a bitch having a litter. Um, you know, she may end up needing a cesarean. And again, there are no shortage of dogs and puppies in this world and, and we need to do our best to keep the numbers down. Definitely. Um, myth four, desexing a male dog or cat will rob him of his masculinity. Truly, masculine dogs and cats really don't make um, good pets. Certainly male cats tend to wander. They're very territorial. They've got a drive to mate and they... 
they just don't fit in the family in the family as well as a desexed animal will. So really, they're more trainable, they're calmer, they're less likely to wander, and I think that's a really small price to pay. Definitely. Myth five, desexing our pets will make them lazy and fat. Dogs and cats, just like people, only get lazy and fat if they eat too much and, and don't <laughs> exercise enough. So really, that's not a desexing thing. That's an owner thing. And we really need to look at what we're feeding our cats um, and dogs and how we exercise them. So that's something we can control. Myth six, uh, desexing is too expensive. Look, there is definitely a cost in desexing and vets have to cover the cost of their drugs, their surgeries. Um, they've got to pay staff wages. They have to pay rates and electricity and, and bills like everyone else. So there's definitely a cost there. I think people, when they get a pet, they need to be aware that it's, it's going to be something that they have to do. So you need to plan for it. Um, lots of local councils will give out vouchers to people in need and there are certainly low-cost desexing um, campaigns out there. So there's National Desexing Month, which is in July, and also we've been talking a lot about today about Maddie, which is our new cat desexing program. That's right, and also if you adopt from a shelter, generally that animal is going to be desexed as part of the cost. Absolutely, by law in Victoria it has That's to. right. Um, Alan, thank you for helping us debunk some of those myths. Um, if you have any questions about desexing or you would like to have your pet desexed, um, please speak to your vet. As I mentioned earlier, we, that can obviously be done at our vet clinic, Frank Samway's vet clinic um, in North Melbourne. Up next, we're going to hear an update about the new owner of Red Phoenix, the cat who spent more than 240 days up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. How much is that doggy in the window? Everybody loves a puppy, but before you buy one, ask yourself, where does that puppy come from? Cruel puppy factories use pet shops and websites to sell dogs. That puppy may get a loving home, but by buying him, you'll ensure his parents never will. That's the true cost of that puppy in the window. Misery. Break this cycle of suffering. Adopt or visit animalsaustralia.org. Joy sponsor. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. This is Pets Allowed brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Some of the pets up for adoption at the home spend weeks or even months waiting for the new family to come along. That was certainly the case for charismatic cat Red Phoenix, who was up for adoption for more than 240 days. But as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait. The gentle giant, also dubbed Big Red, caught the eye of Jeremy and his partner Shelley, who visited especially to meet him. Let's. He likes to. He loves to be around people, and he also just loves staring out the window at our house, and yeah, just just watching things, and yeah, he's a bit of a cat cat. saw his profile for quite some some time on the website and we just we thought he looked so cool sitting in the tree and, and cute so we, we thought we'd go check him out. So you knew pretty much from the moment that you went in that that was the cat, the one for you and um, and your partner Shelley? Yeah, we, we, we didn't actually ask to see any other cat. We we asked to see Red Phoenix and, and everyone in the, at the Lost Dogs home. Uh, jumped jumped out of their feet and quickly took us to his um, to where he was staying and and um, we got to meet him and um, yeah it was great. And as my mind begins to spread its wings. Did you guys know that he'd been up for adoption for more than two hundred and forty days when you came in? No, 
No, we had no idea. <laughs> we, found, we found that out when, uh, when the girl jumped up and said he's been here for ages. And he was, just seemed so friendly and, and we couldn't believe it. He's already punching his face into, a, into my hand and being such a friendly cat. We just couldn't believe it. I don't want this feeling to go away. You've had Red for a couple of months now. How has he settled into his new home? Uh, he's, he's settled in great, like from just sleeping in the laundry um, by himself and now and now um, in the lounge room and now he's, he's, he's come into our bedroom and he's, we've set up a little bed for him next to mine and, <laughs> and uh, he's just loving it. He loves, um, he loves waking up in the morning and, um, and jumping on our bed and, and letting... Um, my fiance rub his ears and his day isn't complete without, without that, that getting off to that start. As I mentioned, you've had Red now for a few months. Have you, in that short period of time, do you have any memorable moments that of Red since he's been at home or funny stories? I think we just weren't, we weren't sure that he was going to be such a playful cat. We, we know we'd have to buy toys for him and, you know, we've got... Um, a pole with uh, wool and string and stuff on it and he just goes crazy and, and wiggles his bum and, <laughs> and stalks, stalks it around the, the living room and I pull it along and he, um, he loves it, he loves to play and yeah, he loves, he loves affection and sitting next to us on the couch. He's, he's a good cat. That was Jeremy talking about his beloved cat, Red Phoenix, who he adopted from the Lost Dogs home last year. If you're looking to welcome a new cat into your family, our shelters are full of fantastic felines who are looking for a new place to call home. From the chilled out couch potatoes to the energetic playmates, there are so many personalities. You're sure to find a cat who's a perfect match for your family. All of our adoptable pets have profiles online at dogshome.com, so jump online and take a look. You can also come and meet them in person at our North Melbourne or Camp Aspie shelters. You can find our North Melbourne shelter at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne, and our Campaspe shelter is located at 520 Mackenzie Road, Echuca. Well, we're almost reached the end of another show, but before we go, we're going to tell you some about some of the pet events coming up across Melbourne. That's up next in Dog Dates. You're listening to Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. As we mentioned earlier in the show, the Lost Dogs Home's mobile pet care units will be out and about, offering low-cost cat desexing. Here are the details of some upcoming cat desexing events. The first is our in uh, it's going to be in North Melbourne. Um, it's on the 31st to the 31st of May at the Lost Dogs Home on 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne, Victoria. The Lost Dogs Home is offering discounted cat desexing at just fifty dollars. Free microchip will also free microchipping will also be offered, uh, usually valued at thirty dollars. All female places have already booked out, so this is only currently available for male cats. And number two is at Hume, which is on the 7th 7th to the 10th of June at Banksia Gardens Community Centre, 71 to 81 Pearsdale Road, Broadmeadows, Victoria. Um, Again, the the Lost Dogs Home is running this event in partnership with Hume City Council. Discounted male and female cat desexing is available for $50 um, and concession rates are also available to residents who reside within Hume City Council. Free microchipping will also be offered, which can cost you generally around $30. And the next will be for Darabin City Council. Um, That's going to be on the 16th to the 17th of June. It'll be at Reservoir Civic Centre, the 2023 Edward Street, Reservoir, Victoria. Um, and we're running this particular event in partnership with the City of Darabin. 
Discounted male and female cat desexing is available for only $50 who reside within the city of Darabin. And again, free microchipping will also be offered, which is usually valued at $30. And for Darabin, they're also including free animal registration until the 9th of April 2017. Bookings are essential for all of these discounted cat desexing events and payment is required at the time of booking. To book, please visit dogshome.com. And that is us for another week on Pets Allowed. Um, just a reminder on our pet, pet of, of the, the week, week Alan. was Christy, who's a one-year-old white domestic shorthair cat. Her ID number is 100-7712. Um, there's a video of her up on our Facebook page. Um, so you go, if you go to the website, dogshome.com, you can see her there. Great. Um, coming up next is Aaron. He's bringing you the latest indie and alternative hits with Sass. And did you miss the show today? Don't worry, you can podcast it via our profile page at joy.org.au slash pets aloud. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to walk your dog and pat your cat. Thanks very much. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.